It's time for the movie raid, and tonight's victim is a voice actress named Katie Lee. That played in Gummy Bears, that played in My Little Point of the Movie, that played in Darkwing Duck, and countless others. Hello. Hi! Hi, 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 Mike. What have we been up to lately? Oh my goodness, well, I'm working on a few new shows. Uh, one for Nickelodeon, one for Disney XD, uh, one, I don't know what channel it's on. I <laughs> might be Disney Junior, um, in Channel not sure. Lots of stuff. And my son's getting married April 1st, so there's lots of stuff going on. <laughs> now, are you allowed to discuss any characters that you are involved with the new channels that you mentioned, or, or, or we have to wait a little bit later? Well, I'm not allowed to talk about a couple of things, unfortunately. Well, three of them. One of them, Enchanimals, is already on the air, and I'm playing a new character, a little elephant named Antic, a bestie of one of the animal pets. I'm the animal pet. <laughs> an animal pet. Yes, I'm a pet. And uh, let's see. I work on another show, an internet show called Shaboom. That we're going to do some new episodes on. That's on the internet. And I also work on uh, Adventures in Odyssey, which is a, a faith-based radio program that I've been doing for 30 years. And we got more episodes coming up next month. So that's exciting. Wow. Are you ever expanded like toward the YouTube as well, or is it purely just on that? Um... Shaboom is on the internet. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff we do is for broadcast or educational purposes, or the radio show is, of course, on the radio. It's on the internet as well. You can log on to witsend.org and hear episodes, a new episode every day. That show, Adventures in Odyssey, celebrated our 30th year on the air. We went on a cruise in November focus on the family and it was wonderful and I think we might do it again. Making a career in voice acting, do you think others who might want to enter this cannot just show their talent off but to also enhance their own fulfillment in their own life as well? I think that's key. Very important. You can't have to have a life outside of work. Otherwise, you'll probably crumble and disintegrate. It's really important to have a life. Do you think uh, they should, uh, voice actors and actresses should uh, expand a little bit further past just voice acting, uh, just in case if they don't get, uh, you know, as many jobs or even the right job, uh, like like toward the film and so forth? Some people are on-camera actors as well as voice actors. There's a lot of things you can do in voiceover. You have to find your niche. You know, it could be animation, it could be corporate narration, it could be radio imaging. There's a lot of things that people can do in the voiceover field, especially working from home these days. I don't think you can hang your hat on any one source of income in this year of 2018 anyway. So it's important to be flexible, be open, um, don't not work in your chosen career if you know, if you can't make a living yet, but you always have to have a plan B or C, too, I think. Yes, but when, even when it comes to regular acting, uh, others have said that you can't just solely rely on this, even though you may enjoy it very much, or some people think they're going to get a lot of money doing this and still even enjoy this very much. At the same time, you can't be guaranteed to do this every single week, every single month, or you might not get a job for maybe a couple months. You never know. But it all depends on the role of... It depends if they think you're right for it or not, and you got to wait for that, and then it's like a whole big process, and you don't know what's going to happen. So while you're waiting for this, I mean, what are you going to do when it comes to income, unfortunately? Exactly, exactly. I mean, we get fired every day. There's no guarantee in voice acting. Once you've done the job, you're, you're, you're you know, you wait for the next call. 
the next phone call. People have to market themselves. They have to consider if they want a career in voiceover to realize that they are their brand. They are the product. They are, have to market themselves. They've got to network. It's work. It's your own, you're, you own, you're, you're a small business owner. Do you think it's a l more brutal to get jobs in voice acting compared, you know, let's say, let's rewind 10, 20 years back compared to, to now? Do you think it's easier to slip into the industry now than, than it has before? I think it's easy to slip in, but I think it's a lot harder to get work. I mean, that might sound like a contradiction. There's lots of ways to join the field these days where you were limited in the past, but there's so many people now. The competition is fierce. There's hundreds of thousands of people doing voiceover, I'm sure. At least 100,000. That's a lot of competition. That's, and when I started, there were only three television networks. There were many less voice actors than there are now. And, and, and you had more opportunity to work and to work union and, and actually make money. Yeah, and we got such advance of everything now. It almost seems like there are a lot of studios out there that once they get a, a specific amount of voice actors or actresses to f fulfill their show... They basically stick with them and then spread out to other areas uh, with their show, like uh, or make multiple shows, and basically they just use the same voice actors on a lot of things. Yeah, that tends to happen because people, if you, they like you, people want to work with people they like and know and can trust. Yeah, and when it comes to a cartoon, when it becomes popular or, you know, let's say it's been around for years and they want to revival it years later, do you think that? Some studios that do this are, are failing to, to connect with children. Every generation has its own culture, definitely. Um, you know, they just redid the Muppet Babies, and I watched an episode, and I actually thought it was really good. I was sad I wasn't on it, but I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, there's like so many cartoons out there and so many uh, shows in general. I mean, it's like when it comes to television-wise, I mean, it's just it's a huge, big, booming type of business. And when mentioning the fact that some studios, when they revival, revive something, it, it's a hit and miss sometimes. Sometimes sometimes it's a hit, but do you think uh, a lot of these studios are actually improving a child uh, childhood basically? Well, that's a good question. I guess I would take a psychologist and time to review. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. I think because it's maybe not quite as hard to get something produced, that some really good ideas that may not have been produced in the past are getting done now. I don't think there's a, a lack of quality programming i think there's just so much it's hard to know where to look when it comes to these shows and, and whatnot it's like sure they they repeat the either they repeat one character or they become good enough to do multiple characters do you think uh the real motivation should be about what the children should really think about uh, these cartoons once it becomes popular i mean um it's not usually parents always have the say in the whole thing whether it should be appropriate for children but Children should also have some kind of a say in this as well. Well, I think that a good show is a good show. I mean, it either resonates with people or it doesn't. Um, there's a lot of stuff that kids watch that I don't necessarily think is uplifting. I like to work on things that are good for people, that have a good theme, that or that are just funny. And, you know, not all cartoons are made for kids. I think the best thing is if you can make a show that adults can enjoy along with their children, um, then you've really hit the jackpot.
Yeah, and topics usually vary. I mean, it's not just slapstick. It's not just, you know, <laughs> put it on the Saturday Night Cartoon just so you, you know, you know, get the parents out of their hair or whatever. It, it, it should be just the same type of production as you would on a film, you know. It, it doesn't have to be serious, no. But the thing is, it seems like it's... A, I think what you're saying is people should take the responsibility of their programming, even though it's for children, seriously. Yes. A lot of these cartoons and whatnot, I mean, it looks pretty entertaining, but it seems pretty one-dimensional. Do you think a lot of these stick with this one dimension to where, you know, the the whole ha-ha thing and then move on to the next one and then see you next episode? Yeah, I think there's some out there like that. Writers write for a reason. Usually there's some kind of message. I mean, some things are just goofy, um, and that's okay, too. I mean, it's okay to laugh. If it's just funny and you enjoy it and nobody gets hurt, that's entertainment, you know? So not everything has to be educational. I think that something's well done and it moves you emotionally or you enjoy it and you have a good laugh, then that's totally worthwhile. That's my opinion. And sometimes they slide that stuff into the cartoon would try not to let the parents or uh, the kids even know that's like somewhat educational in some way. Uh, I think that kind of seems a little bit too forced in some cases. Oh yeah, totally is. But you know, you got to know who your market is, who your audience is. I mean, let's face it, if you're doing a preschool show and it's marketed as a preschool show, it's going to be teaching something, you know, that's just how they go. I work on Space Racers, actually. That's on the air. I think it's on Universal Kids now. I don't know. The networks keep changing. It was on PBS. I don't know where it is. But that was, you know, sponsored by NASA, and it's got information about the space program in there. And kids who watch it are going to enjoy the characters, and they're also going to learn something about outer space. And that's blatant, and that's obvious. I mean, that's what it's about. If some things can just be about emotional issues, some things can be educational as far as, you know, I mean, every program has its own bent and its own style and its own tone and its own reason for being. And yeah, sometimes they're not written that well and it's kind of whatever, what they're teaching. You know, I think people try to be creative. And like I said, at preschool, you don't want to talk down to kids, but sometimes it's seems that way because the kids are very little who are their target audience and and that's the way they're used to writing i don't know yeah it can be especially i think some religious shows can be like that but you know you have to understand why people are listening and and what they're listening for do you think a lot of studios really think of themselves rather than what they think of what others should think about the show itself or even you voicing a character that you may not entirely agree with what they're trying to put out there for this cartoon well that can be uncomfortable i mean hopefully you know you hope that doesn't happen if it becomes a problem repeatedly then that's something you gotta decide if you want to continue being a part of but sometimes we have to wrestle with well we're actors we're not those characters can you sell a type of motor oil that you don't use can you promote a restaurant never eaten at? Maybe as a talent, you can. If it's something that really, really upsets you, though, morally, then you've got to make a decision if you want to continue being a part of it or not. Yes. Uh, well, go ahead and plug in anything that you want to tell everybody, any release dates that something's coming out or anything in, in related. Mm, well, let's see. Last year, we did a movie called Monster Island. That was pretty fun. They might be making a new one of those. I don't know. Um, nothing really. I'm going to Dallas to teach a, a post-production workshop, an ADR workshop 
in Dallas, and that's on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. But I work with the Global Voice Acting Academy, and we do online courses for anybody interested in voiceover. My next course in June, and it's actually a kids' class for any kids who want to learn voiceover for commercials and cartoons. And I do private coaching as well. All right, there you have it, voice actress Katie Lee.